What's going on, everybody? Thanks for checking out this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to leave a five-star review, and I'll shout you out in the next episode. But right now, it's time to take the field. Yo, what is going on, boys and girls? Welcome back to The Show, The Podcast. Uh, does my voice sound different to you? Does it sound soulful? That is correct. That is because I got a microphone, and boy, oh boy, am I excited to use it. It looks beautiful, and, you know, I feel like I'm up in my game for you guys now. Um, we're a real podcast. We don't just do this out of uh, uh, my mother's basement, also because I don't live with my parents. But, um, you know, we're the real deal. We're stepping up. MLB The Show 21 is coming. We are 50 days away from the April 20th release uh, at the time of recording, Monday night. So the night before you are hearing this. Um, that's to the April 20th release. So obviously four days earlier for people who've pre-ordered the game, like myself. And I cannot effing wait for this game to come out because I'm pretty sick and tired of playing this one. It uh, doesn't mean I've stopped. I've played it relentlessly still. Um, really been on a BR kick lately. As, as I've said, and I think in the last episode I talked about it, um, I'd like to go 12-0. It's never happened before. I'm starting to feel like Kevin G.O.D. I'm getting close. Uh, I had a 9-0 run that got uh, kiboshed. I uh, had a couple 6-7-0s and seven and mixed in there. Um, I, I, just, I feel like now's the time to maybe do it because fewer people are playing the game than earlier in the cycle. I think a lot of the goons are gone. Um... Uh, also, obviously, new goons being created as uh, people like me shift their attention to BR. But I'm liking uh, liking the strategy I've had in drafts. Um, really focusing actually more on, on pitching. Uh, I generally consider myself a pretty good pitcher, no matter what card I'm using. Uh, but because of that third diamond round, it really gives you some versatility there. I've been starting to use two gold, um, two gold options in the bullpen as well just because I feel like I can hit with the silvers just fine. So, take the new approach, you know? We'll see what happens. Um, BR's been a little fucking wonky lately. I've had three wins in the past week go down as friendly quits that didn't count as wins. I, I, like the game summary not found, you know, that error code that pops up sometimes? I don't know what the hell is wrong. Um, this game is playing like absolute hot garbage. It's very clear that Developers are focusing all their attention on 21 right now, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not upset about. I don't think anybody should be particularly upset about that, because we know we need it to be better than this version. It would be nice if maybe, like, one of their developers was still kind of focusing on this game, just to keep it humming while uh, while they work on the new one. But, you know, I understand. Um, the game was already delayed just a bit, and COVID is still a factor, I'm sure. I don't know what SDS's status is as far as working in-studio, uh, I bet they have some remote workers still, and I know they've been in studio to film some of the Coach and Fernando Tatis, um, I guess we'll call them teaser videos. Um, I just don't know if the devs are working full-time from the office. So there's still obstacles to work through. Um, either way, that's just my, my life update there on, on BR. Uh, the tech test ended today, March 1st. Happy March. Spring training's back. Um, the tech test ended. I, I didn't really see a ton of comments on it because I know you're not supposed to talk about it couple things here and there that kind of fell through the cracks, and I'm not going to talk about them here because I don't want the MLB The Show police to show up at my front door. 
Um, some encouraging, some not encouraging. I mean, I'm not one of those people who overreacts to bad reviews from a tech test because the whole point of a beta is to isolate the issues that they know already exist and get feedback on them. So I'm not concerned about those. There are some new mechanical things um, that I've heard or, or read about in the tech test. So that's, you know, I'll end it there. You guys can use your imagination or use the Google machine to find out what I'm talking about. Um, but it, it truthfully sounds like some changes have been made. Hopefully for the better. You always hope changes for the better. Um, I think with this game, other than content, you can only go up. Because uh, gameplay, it doesn't make sense to harp on it anymore. Because we, we all know how rough the gameplay has been. Um, but I'm just hopeful. And I'm thankful for everyone who participated in the tech test and took it seriously. Um, like I said last episode, I did not participate in the tech test. I just trusted the community to go about this one and make things happen. I hope, I hope they did a good job. I hope they gave real constructive feedback and not just like, oh, this game sucks. It's the worst. It's just as bad as 20. There will be people who sounded off and, and said that, but you know, hopefully it's not the majority or even close to the majority. Um, but today we're going to talk about some of the teaser things. The videos that have been posted on social from Coach and Fernando and MLB The Show in general, San Diego Studio. We're going to just cut, talk about some of the things they've teased, some speculation, some things I think we know might be confirmed, or at this point definitely look confirmed. Um, because I think that's all we have to talk about at this point. I'm not going to let you guys suffer through gameplay. My gameplay. Because I will get washed, probably. Um... I do, however, want to really focus on this BR team I have right now tonight, uh, after recording, of course, because I'm going to run through this team really quickly, um, just because I'm impressed with how I drafted this team. Starting rotation doesn't count. Luke Weaver at a 71 is the only bunny, only person really worth using. I did get a couple of, you know, throwaway lefties in there just in case. But the lineup, 78 overall Joey Votto is my leadoff guy, 95 Pablo Sandoval, 86, Joey Gallo, which you know is only going to hit tanks in BR. 81, Yasmani Grandal. 77, Adalberto Mondesi. I put him at second base because I have Jorge Polanco catching. We've got 78, Chris Taylor in center field. He's not exactly a flashy card, but I hit pretty well with him. And Anthony Santander's in left field. Not sure if he's going to stay there, only because I also drafted Kyle Schwarber, who's currently my first lefty off the bench. Then I have Ashrubal Cabrera to smash lefties off the bench. Lonnie Chisholm-Hall, who's like a decent compact swing. Probably my last guy off the bench. Howie Kendrick is going to smash some lefties, and Rugnet Odor is going to smash some righties. Deep bench. The bullpen I love. Uh, Robert Gazelman's only a 68, but he has 99 velo and throws a sinker. Um, so I love that. Dylan Floro's a 72, and I think he's underused. Um, sinker slider four-seam changeup. Really, really like him. Scott Barlow is a 75 overall and throws about 114 miles an hour, but I'm hopefully not going to have to use him much because I get rocked with him, but he was like the only silver available in that round. Uh, then we have Jake Diekman, who's, you know, we all know is a staple choice whenever he comes up. He's fantastic. We have 82 bread hand. Like I said, I've been trying to get two golds in the bullpen. I have 83 Lee Smith, who... I think is, he shouldn't be, but he's, he's difficult to hit. Um, and this one, I went off the beaten path. So I told you guys I've been taking a diamond pitcher, usually a closer in every single draft. Usually it's my low diamond pick. This one, I took my high diamond pick. I took Mariano Rivera. 
I actually like this Rivera. I pitch very well with him. He's on my ranked season team. He is my closer, the prestige version. Um, the other diamond choices that I had were a starting pitcher, inconsequential, doesn't matter, don't fucking remember who he was, uh, but it was 98 overall Paul Goldschmidt, which is a really unexciting first choice. And then 97 home run derby Giancarlo Stanton. He was a legit option. I just don't swing well with him. And inside pitches are just impossible to get to. I figured, why bother? Let's just make the easy choice here and, and take Rivera. Probably start him. I think I'm going to alternate starters between um, probably Dylan Floro and Mo. I know those are two very opposite ends of the spectrum, but like I said, I like Dylan uh, Floro a lot. And, you know, starting a game with Mo, if I can get an inning, maybe four or five batters out of him, I'm golden. And this team's going to hit. You know, I hit... 500 through 68 at-bats, literally exactly 500 through 68 at-bats with the 78 Joey Votto. Pablo's a goon, Joey's a goon, Yasmani's a goon. This team's good. So, you know, I'll update you guys after I lose on my 4-0 game, because I'm sure that's what's going to happen, but I'm confident in this team. Uh, but let's get to the to the good stuff. So, uh, some updates that, that have come through. Uh, the first one we know is guaranteed. This is not speculation. And I think we touched on it a little bit last week, but we didn't really do a deep dive. Not only is Xbox confirmed, we know this, this is not surprising, this was weeks ago we found this out, um, but cross-platform, legit cross-platform, is confirmed. So me on a PlayStation 5 can play someone on an Xbox, what are the Xboxes called? Xbox 480, Xbox Series Z, Generation Y, I don't even know what the Xboxes are called. But someone on a PS5 can play someone on an Xbox. In theory, awesome. As a PlayStation guy, I like it, because I think the Xbox guys, this is... Not to shortchange them as gamers, but they have not played this style of baseball game theoretically ever, maybe in a very long time. So I like the PS, uh, the PlayStation guys' chances, guys and girls, their chances early in the season to clip those Xbox people before they get used to the game. Um, I, I am severely worried though, because this game traditionally, not really a ton this year, but traditionally, this game has had severe connectivity issues as far as online play goes. Usually it's just a guy who's like, he's plugged his PlayStation into a toaster and hoping that works as an Ethernet port. Sometimes, most of the time that's the case, it's just shit internet or like they live in middle of nowhere bumfuck and like their Wi-Fi just don't work. But there have been legit issues with lag and disconnecting and like I mentioned before, this BR friendly quit nonsense, I'm assuming is some sort of connectivity issue. So now, that was PlayStation to PlayStation. Now we're going to bridge a gap from Sony to Microsoft and go PlayStation to Xbox. I really hope they know this shit's going to work before they just unload this on us. Because if this online play is, is not reliable, it's a terrible way to start off what's, what's supposedly and potentially a brand new era of MLB The Show and San Diego Studio and, and just their their development and their content and, and everything like that. So I'm I'm very worried about that. I'm, I'm excited and very worried at the same time. You know, when, when you add Xbox into the mix as far as cross-platform play goes online, you, you broaden the number of players participating in the game, which means, in theory, wait times for, for matchups will be shorter, more uh, people playing at your skill level, Again, in theory, um, it should balance the playing field a little bit. That is, of course, assuming that they make the game work correctly because I know there's no, you know, skill gap right now. But I'm just saying, oh, oh, you know, in theory, if there's, let's just say there's 500 people playing in the 700s on PlayStation, 
now they're adding basically another 500 of those people on Xbox, and they have 1,000 people playing at that skill level. So you shouldn't have these wild matchups of, like, a guy rated 920 versus a girl ranked 680. Like, that's not going to happen as much. So I, I, I'm excited about that. I just, again, you're going to bring a whole new platform, a whole new system, a whole new everything into the mix, a whole new operating system, and you're going to expect it to work. I just really hope it does. Um, this is I don't know if the tech test did that, if it let you play cross-platform. I know there was online matchups. I hope that's one of the things they, they crowdsourced. Another thing I'm curious about, if I'm playing an Xbox person, is are they going to let me know I'm playing an Xbox person? Is there going to be like a logo somewhere next to that person's uh, gamer tag or username that says like PlayStation or Xbox? Like, I, I would like to know. Um, if only because if there's something that goes wrong or a connection issue goes wrong... I'll know who, if, if it was an Xbox person, I'll know, like, you know, I don't do this because I'm not a lunatic and I'm not 12 years old, but there are people who message each other during or after games. If it's an Xbox person, I look up that gamer tag on PlayStation, I can't message that person. Um, so that's just another thing to, to consider. I, I would hope they make it aware who I'm playing against. Um, I think they will. I think I think in, in some way, shape, or form, they'll do that, whether it's, like, after the game, like, oh, hey, this dude was an Xbox. Congratulations. Um... Or, like I said, like an icon. Um, icons are great. So I'm going to make a, a real apples-to-orange comparison here. But I remember in, like, the third generation of Pokemon games, we're talking Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald. Um, the best generation. My favorite game is, is Silver, but the best generation is uh, is the Hoenn region. This is beside the point. And if you don't like Pokemon, you're, you're confused right now. But what they did, this was, this was new and innovative at the time, but it seems so, so obvious. Uh, if you encountered a wild Pokemon that you had already caught... With a little Pokeball icon next to it, and said, hey, idiot, don't catch this again. You already have it. Um, this does not apply to MLB The Show. I don't even know why I said that, but I like icons. So if you're going to give me an Xbox icon, I'm all about it. Um, one of the other things <clears throat> that this is more speculative, and maybe reading between the lines too much, um, which, which you know, wouldn't be the first time MLB The Show people did that. Uh, community members, I mean. But it, it, there was a, a tweet a couple days ago from San Diego Studio with Coach, our friend Coach, who we love. Protect Coach at all costs, by the way. Um, he's a gem. Uh, the gist of this tweet was, every card in Diamond Dynasty can be yours in a variety of ways, is essentially what it said. Um, maybe this just said, like, hey, if you grind the game out, you can get everything. Like, right now, there are people, probably not many, but there are people right now who literally own every single card in Diamond Dynasty. It's just from maybe never selling, or maybe they play so much, or they play the marketplace, or they do team builds and they have, you know, it's possible. It's super possible. Uh, you would have probably had to make World Series every season, because otherwise all those million stub guys you're not getting back right now. But I would venture a guess to say there are, you know, a handful of people who have every single card. But what I think this tweet meant was offline players will now have the same ability to get rewards, legend players, bat skins, equipment, you know, yada, yada, yada. They'll have the same ability to get it as DD players and will have a path that is suitable for offline players. And then after seeing another news drop a couple days uh, uh, earlier and, and kind of connecting some dots, I think it 100% makes sense. And, and we're going to go into that, but... We're going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Also, how good does this effing mic sound? Oh my, I can hear it in my headphones, oh, and I want to... 
going to get into ASMR stuff next. Um, just kidding. So first, though, we're going to hear from our friends at Thrive Fantasy. Leave you guys in a cliffhanger here. As always, Thrive Fantasy rocks. Super excited to be working with Thrive Fantasy, a daily fantasy sports app based around player props. Thrive Fantasy has eliminated the need to do countless hours of research like those other DFS apps because it only asks you about the top-tier athletes in a respective sport. To play MLB games on Thrive Fantasy, MLB's coming back, NBA's still going strong. Uh, choose five out of the ten player prop options to build your lineup. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over or under based on how likely it is to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. Rack up the most points possible to win a share of the prize pool. Just a reminder here, or a sidebar really, uh, Thrive Fantasy will not have spring training MLB. They will have MLB when the season starts again, the official regular season. If you're looking to play games and make money watching your favorite sports and your favorite players, use promo code the show the pod. That is the show the pod. That is the name of this show you're listening to. Uh, when you sign up for Thrive Fantasy, and you will receive an instant, instantaneous, immediate twenty dollar bonus on your first deposit of twenty dollars or more. Your twenty will become forty. Your 40 will become 60. They're going to add $20 to your very first deposit on Thrive Fantasy if you just deposit at least $20. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store or by going online to www.thrivefantasy.com. Also, if you're looking for betting advice from yours truly, specifically on the NBA right now, you're going to go to blog.thrivefantasy.com. Every Monday through Friday, you will read my advice on who you should play in the NBA that night uh, to make some cash. So... Please do that. Thoroughly appreciate it. You guys use my promo code. You help me out. You help yourself out. Make some cash. So thank you guys so much. Uh, but back back to the content. I'm also just realizing that my intro and outro are still on my old microphone. So this quality probably sounds significantly better than that horse shit. So I'll be updating those in the coming weeks. Um, you know, some new flavor for 21. Why not update? Uh, but we're going to go back to so that so that dots connecting thing that I was talking about. Um there are some updates to Diamond Dynasty coming, and it's mostly, at least, again, this is speculative, but I think we can safely say this is, this is what's happening. Inning programs are no longer going to go by inning stars or program stars. Program stars, first of all, I understand why they wanted to have a different, we'll call it currency in the game. Um... But they never really made sense to me. It seems like arbitrary values are sometimes a science. I know there's a science, and I'm sure I could educate myself. But it, why should I have to? It just—it's another thing for you to keep track of. If you play a nine-inning game, you get four programs. If you play a six-inning game, you get three and a half programs. It, it, none of it made sense. So it looks like inning-based reward progress will be uh, done with experience now. That's great. That's incredible, if, if, if that's true. Um, this, of course, will cater to that offline player who is still gaining experience while he or she is playing various game modes, Franchise, March to October, uh, I think even Challenge of the Week. Uh, if you're one of those people who plays that, you might get experience from that. But now, you're on the same reward path I am in Diamond Dynasty. You're just activating things in, in different methods. Um, talk about bridging the gap between online and offline. That's the best way you can do it. The other really cool thing about that is that it makes game experience relevant beyond, like, July and August. Like, a lot of people filled their experience bar, even with the new Prestige Path, 
probably by late summer this year. A lot of that's because of COVID. People were staying at home, had more time to play. Totally understand that. In a normal year, maybe it doesn't happen as fast. But now, like I have been done with this bar for God knows how long. The experience I gain every inning and every game is meaningless to me. Now, it means something. You know, experience is not just done after your prestige path. Which, of course, I mean, they could still add to that experience bar as well. And that's another discussion. I think that would be awesome to continually give us rewards past prestige. But now, program stars are gone. I think that's what it looks like. And with those gone, I love the possibilities of this. It, it should be easier to unlock inning rewards. I think now, like, instead of getting 20 program stars for completing a collection, you'll get 40,000 XP. You know, whatever the conversion is, that's, uh, you know, obviously, I, I don't know. That's just spitballing. But I just think that's incredible. I think it makes it so much more accessible for people. I don't think people need to grind it out as much. You know, there are some people who do struggle at Showdown, who do they, they don't want to touch Conquest. But experience is so readily available. Now they won't have to touch Conquest if they don't want to. Now they won't have to do the showdowns if they're too hard for them. Um, I, I think those people should still challenge themselves. And I also caution them to give Conquest another shot because I love Conquest. But beside the point, you're providing options now by making experience the better path for rewards. So I'm very happy with that. Very, very happy with that. Um, you know, offline players really got a boost this year with Showdown and with these, you know, you know, you don't need a connection to play the, these methods, these modes, March to October, all these things. Franchise, I hope, is getting a boost this year, too. I haven't played Franchise in forever, and it might be a, ni a nice nostalgia trip to give it a shot. Um, but there are people who play this game offline. Even if they have internet connections, they just don't want to play competitive online play. Uh, play? Fucking Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in here. Um... They just don't want to play online. They they play to not rage. They play to not get frustrated. They play to enjoy themselves. They just love baseball. They want to take a team to the World Series. Whatever it is. So, you know, maybe they do want to have Babe Ruth on their Yankees team, but they don't want to play. Well, Babe Ruth's a bad example because you had to play exhibitions. But, uh, I don't know, Reggie Jackson. Maybe they want to have Reggie Jackson on their teams. They don't want to play online to get him, so F it. No Reggie Jackson for them. It's another bad example because he's on the prestige path. You know what I'm talking about at this point, though. Um, now they can have him, and they can put Reggie Jackson in right field, which would supplant Aaron Judge, and that's upsetting to me. But you you know what I'm getting at here, and it just it lets people customize more because the only custom mode the last few years in reality has been Diamond Dynasty and your your team, your ultimate team, which is the comparison across um, across platforms for my people who are listening from the Xbox. Welcome, by the way. Um, Diamond Dynasty is ultimate team. Diamond Dynasty is your ultimate way to customize your team, your jerseys, your logos, your home stadium. You can pick whenever you want. Um, but now in franchise mode, in theory, you could do the same. So very, 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 very happy about that. I can't stress that enough. Um, other little things that I saw from the video. You know, the user face is, is getting a facelift. It, it's been a couple years since Diamond Dynasty truly looked any different. Uh, you know, they'll add, like, an, uh, an extra menu here or there, or they'll, like, shift a couple things around, but it's looked very similar. It's had, like, the, the, I don't know what you call it, like, the grid look, like a boxy menu look with, you know, L1, R1 takes you to different uh, sections of the menu and stuff like that, and it's fine, but it looks like the interface is different, so they have a much darker background, 
which hopefully should be easy on the eyes, because sometimes this game is so bright it makes my eyes rot out of my skull. Um, darker interface is nice. I mean, I have all my devices set to dark mode. My Twitter's on dark mode. My new laptop's on dark mode. Everything's on dark mode. It's better for your eyes, uh, kids, with your bright effing screens. Um, but we're going to have sleek, new look. Um, it looks like the attribute... Um, Attribute circles, I guess we'll call them. You know, the little circle things that say, like, contact, power, fielding, base running, all that stuff. Um, you know, they're going to be laid out the same and mean the same, but it looks like they're just going to get a little fashion update there, so I like that. Um, the cards will obviously look the same, basically modeled after the 2021 tops, which I also noticed I'm very happy. So, I don't know if you guys watch my box breaks on YouTube, KDJ TV. Please go subscribe and like and comment on everything. It's good for the YouTube algorithm. Um... But in, in my box break, when I opened the 2021 Top Series 1 Hobby, one of the first comments I made was, these cards are beautiful, but the names are too effing small. You know, and I, I'm a young 28-year-old, and I can read, and I have glasses, you know, whatever, but, like, I can read. There are people who are older whose eyes don't work, and they maybe cannot read the cards as well. So what they did in this game was they took the same card design, and they made the card, uh, or the player names, huge. They made them so big. So they made them much bigger. Um, thank God, thank goodness. I, I couldn't read it in front of my face unless I got super close, and, and on a screen uh, in the game, I never would have been able to read them. So thankfully, they gave those a little facelift. And, you know, they're they're based on Topps designs and Topps imagery, but I, I don't think they have to echo them 100%. Um, but, you know, they have the rights to, to use the cards, and Topps obviously brands the cards, but I don't think they have to do like a one-to-one -one mirror um, of what the cards look like. So... I love the way these cards look. I think they look fantastic. I'm excited to use live series cards for like the first two weeks of the game before all the legends come out, and I never have to touch live series again, unless it's PR. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I, we haven't gotten much other than that so far. I think SDS has kind of boned us a little bit. Uh, they told us we would get updates every Tuesday and Thursday, and I think they skipped a couple Thursdays or given us like non-news. They gave us like that one video of... Fernando Tatis and coach in a Daddy Dimu's DJ booth having a fucking dance party. Um, and you you know if you know. Um, if you didn't see it, go find it because it's ridiculously incredible. And But it gave us nothing. Um, I think mid-March, they're going to start giving us like the real updates. Uh, they're not going to be Twitch stream updates, but they will be gameplay updates that are like edited videos that showcase all the new things, and Ramon, our friend Ramon, our lord and savior Ramon, will probably be hosting them and just giving us some more legitimate scoops about what's going on. I also think it's in those videos that they're going to start either just outright telling us legends, new ones that are coming into the game, or just teasing them. There's a lot to come. We're 50, 46 if you pre-order, days away from MLB The Show 21, it's taken forever to get here. In a normal year, we'd be getting this game in about three to four weeks. I can wait. If it's, if it's going to be great, if it's going to be better than this year, I can wait. You know, I don't need things now. I can be patient if it's going to be better. So, here's to it being better. Cheers. Clinky clanky. Uh, we just clinked glasses and you didn't even know it. So, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you uh, like the new sound of my microphone. I hope that I've been recording for all this time and that it's actually recorded because it's the first time I'm recording on this podcast with this microphone. So, um, 
if I have to record, I'll be much angrier in the re-recording, and I'm sure you'll be able to tell that it's a re-recording. But here we are. We're just going to plug it and play. We don't edit the podcast here. We just shoot for the moon and aim for the stars. Uh, put that on a bumper sticker, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Show, The Podcast. Be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at The Show, The Pod for opinions, updates, and so much more. Become a patron at patreon.com slash the show, the podcast to support the show. For $5 a month, you'll get exclusive access to bonus interviews with MLB The Show content creators. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus interviews plus the chance to play me in an online friendly each month you're a member. That's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'll see you at Ship It.